right to be free with my pages in the way and my pen in my head I'm a king and I'm not a liar I say what I mean I'm a man of my word. I'm that voice that was heard. I am the reflection of my pen. I am the balance in between the extreme of living and dying. Poetry saved my life. So it's only right that I write with purpose. Dot my eyes and correct my curses and aspire for more than just empty beats and vain verses. There's feet slinging in the streets or chasing hearses. I'd say I made a good choice to use my voice as a beacon of hope, show the youth how to cope with poverty without cutting coke or cutting corners. Show them how to corner the mark and not be a mark on a corner or a job for the corner. Show them how to explore their worth and thirst for its treasure. You know, there's a pleasure to gesture with words. There's a peace aligned with finding peace with nouns and verbs. I am the reflection of those words. So it's only right that I say them with conviction. Never with the intention to scar you. So when I tell you I love you, it's genuine. I am a poet. The profound personification of words converted into flesh. How off these paragraphs. My chest beat prose that so seeds of life. I'm a husband to my wife. I'm loyal to Kenny and friend alike. A just scribe who would die in pursuit of the truth and the light. Yes. I fight to be, but I write to breathe. Yes. These similes have bended me, mending me at the roots with ten toes down and laced up boots. Mm. I stand proud. I'm a man more now than ever. I see my path more clearer now than the days of yesterday. I am tried and tested. I've been wrong and neglected. But I stand before you today triumphant, prominent in my stature, content in my resolve to be better, and I'm better now. I found my crown, and I brushed the rust off me, and I wear it proud with my pen in my hand as my scepter, and these pages as my throne. I'm a king who found his way home. I am a writer. And I am free. Come on. With my pages in the wind and my pen in my hand, I'm a king. And I'm not a liar. No, I say what I mean. I'm a man of my words. I'm that voice that was heard. I'm a king. Yeah. Yes, I am a writer. I am. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and 
Who's holding you with you with you? Check this out, man. Spoken soul sessions. Oh my god. This is spoken soul sessions with poetic black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul family was good. We got another show lined up for you guys today. I hope... I hope you're on your path today, focused, locked in, and keeping to the goals. I hope today you are content in your skin. You are clear on your purpose to be better. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spoken Soul Sessions podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, we are back, we are back. This is kicking off season four of the podcast. And uh, I mean, it's been a great, it's been a great journey, man. It's been a great journey. If you're new to the podcast, What Spoken Soul Sessions is all about, this is a podcast where we deal with all the different aspects of poetry. Whether that be on the stage, whether that be in our personal lives, we try to bring the perspective of the poet to the audience. You know, because poets, we have a we have a, a way of looking at things that uh, other people just don't see. You know what I'm saying? So the perspective of a poet is very, very interesting. So my my aim is to bring that perspective to the fans, you know, the lovers of poetry, and just the general public. On this show, we do special guest interviews. If you've been following the show, we've been up and running now. I'm, I'm proud to say for one full year, one full year, one full year, we've been, we've been going strong. And, uh, I'm happy to be here to say that we're starting a new season. This kicking off the new season. We got some great shows lined up for you guys coming in the future. Some great interviews. Uh, We're going to change a few things up. We got some new segments in the show. We got some new segments in the show that uh, that I want to bring to you guys' attention. Uh, We have this segment in the show called Two Cents with Written in Pain. So I want you guys to be aware that uh, this is going to be a recurring segment on the Tuesday show. On the Tuesday show, I may play some some two cents with written in pain on the interview show, but I like to keep the interviews strictly about the artist. 
So on the Tuesday shows, it will be a recurrent theme of the two cents with written in pain. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, man, you know, that's my that's my brother right there, man. But this guy, man, his perspective on certain things, man, is just it's, it's, it's crazy, man. He's a funny guy. But at the end of the day, you know, he's very in tune and, you know, he knows what the hell he's talking about, you know, agree with him or not. But uh, yeah, man, we got some great things coming up for you this this season on the Spoken Soul Sessions podcast. I mean, some great interviews. Uh, we'll be kicking off our first interview. Uh, that will be this week, uh, Friday, this week, Friday. Uh, we'll be kicking off the interview. And I've been waiting to do this interview with my brother for a long time. The one and only Eric Crow Draven. So you guys definitely want to tune in on Friday. Uh, that's the 17th, if I'm not mistaken. But you guys want to tune in on that day, man. And uh, it was a it was a, a phenomenal interview with this brother. This brother has been, I mean, in New York City for the poet for the poetry scene in New York City, he has definitely been a major contributor to the art form in New York, you know? And uh, he got a, he got a, well, I'll let y'all get into that on the interview, get into all of the, the things that I need y'all to go check out, dealing with that brother, man. Powerful, powerful brother, man. But uh, yeah, Spoken Soul Sessions, we're back. We're back. I wanna, I wanna take this time out to think the audience you know all the audience that's been holding me down abroad as well as domestically you know i mean i got a lot of listeners in in uh in africa uh spain uh argentina i mean france shout out to france you know what i'm saying uh i mean it's so much support coming in for the show and i'm starting to see it manifest itself and i want to thank you guys i want to thank you guys for tuning in every week listening to the show you know keeping up with what's going on and then checking out the artists that i feature on the show where you guys can go check them out and get acquainted with their work and, and their art and you know it's like a whole big network thing going over here man it's all love it's all family and uh i mean the show since it, since it began you know, it's been a little bit trying, you know, you know, because it takes a lot for people who don't know to do a podcast. It's not just about, you know, just getting on a microphone and um and speaking your mind, even though in essence, that's what it is. It boils down to. But there's so much more. And financially, financially, there's so much more that has to go in to making your podcast, you know, good for your listeners you know making sure your audio is good and things of that nature so it, it takes some bread it do take some bread to get this thing going you know so definitely if you guys want to support the spoken soul sessions podcast head on over to patreon and become a patron become a patron go over there and support you can support for a dollar you can support for five dollars you know but support the show because it is a lot of bills that goes on to taking care of all the bills you know that goes on with the with the running of the podcast and uh and i definitely want this show to continue to go so if you can help and you are and you're a fan of the show and you you appreciate the show then definitely show your support and go over there and become a patreon and um you know support the podcast 
But uh, we got some interesting topics. One thing I wanted to talk about today, you know, because this 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 show right here is pretty much it's like a free fall show. If y'all notice, I, I, I dug in the crates, I dug in the crates, and I brought out a piece that uh, I did in a competition. Uh, that was the audio from Poetry Idol. That was all the way back in 20, I believe that was 2013. And uh, I was the first runner up in that competition. Ask me, I think I won, but that's another story. But uh, in any event, it was an excellent competition, man. The, the people that participated in it, you know, phenomenal poets, man. I mean, phenomenal poets. And uh, it was a great experience. But I, I, I dug that one out and I was I was on YouTube and I was like, let me let me check out some of my stuff, you know, and I and I ran into this piece and I was like, wow, I remember this piece. This was, it was for the finale. That was the finite, the final one of the poems for the final performance. You know, I think we had to do four poems or something like that. But that was final stage right there. And uh, definitely I, I was like, let me let me share this with with the audience and uh Let's share this with the audience and see how they feel about this piece. And, you know, I was listening to the piece and I was like, wow, man, the things I was going through at that time, you know, when I wrote that piece, you know what I'm saying? It was like a lot of things was going well, but a lot of things weren't going too well. But at the end of the day, what what I what I remember from that is that it was the perseverance. It was the I'm not giving up. You know, back then this was when 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 the group, the composition, anybody know who follow who follow us, the composition, you know, we was going through a lot of stuff back then, putting out music and things of that nature. So it was real trying. You know, it was a real trying time. But I remember that time and it was it was so triumphant. It was so it was so, you know, inspiring. To say that, yo, we got all this in our face, man. We just gonna push through, and we gonna we gonna push forward, and we gonna go. And uh, it just it just that nostalgia of that time reminded me of that back then, the way I was feeling. And um, I think that was a dope poem, man. You know, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I do want to make an announcement. Shout shout out shout out to Baltimore Stand Up Be More. They just won, if I'm not mistaken, their fourth or fifth or fourth title, Southern Fried Poetry Slant. You know what I'm saying? Slangston Hughes and and that poetry team. I've I've interviewed Slangston on the show. Y'all go back and y'all check that interview out. Dope, phenomenal interview. But uh, I always said on the show that it's something about Baltimore poets, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel I feel the the poetry that's generated. You know what I'm saying? From people out in Baltimore, man. I, it just it just touched me a different way. You know what I mean? It just touched me a different way. But shout out to them, man. Congratulations, you guys, for, for bringing home another championship, man. You guys are phenomenal, man. And I hope to have the rest of the team on the Spoken Soul Sessions uh, podcast where we can interview them, man. Matter of fact, I'm going to reach out to Slankston and see can I, can I get the entire team on the podcast in order to do an interview for you for you guys man but these guys are amazing i mean amazing i start shout that out and uh give props to those brothers over there keep doing their thing making this poetry thing alive for all of us 
But uh, yeah, so this is just like a freestyle show. There's a couple of things I wanted to get into, but mainly I wanted to talk about announcements and things of that nature. But the the main thing that that's been plaguing me was an interview that I watched on YouTube. I believe it was the Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Ghetto Boys Reloaded, they did a, that's Willie D and Scarface. If you remember from the, the group, the Ghetto Boys, you know, my mind's playing tricks on me. Classic, classic. That's my era right there. Shout out to them. And um, I was watching an interview that was dealing with Kevin Samuels, uh, the the passing of him, you know, you know, and I send my condolences out to his family and his loved ones. But uh, I was watching the interview and a lot of good things came up out of that interview. You know, a lot of misunderstandings. You know, and um, it really it, it touched me a certain way because, you know, in regards to how we interact with each other. And when I say us, I'm talking about black men and women, black men and women, you know, at right now with this day and age, it seems like the world is putting us against each other. It's like we're at odds with each other. No, no other ethnic group publicly, you know. And vehemently, you know, go at each other like the black man and black woman. You know, it's, it seems like for some reason, it seems like for some reason, our dirty laundry is always out in the street. It's always some a spectacle dealing with, oh, black people and our, how we treat our black women. You know, you know how we how we interact with each other. So some things came up and um and I got a couple of takes on it. But I'll urge you guys to go check out the interview to get the context of what I'm saying. After you know what I'm saying, you can go listen to it. It's definitely a dope interview, very informative. But uh I noticed the guy that was um that was on the show, it was he was a lawyer. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm trying to remember his name. But he was a lawyer and a friend of Kevin Samuels, of Kevin Samuels. In fact, he said he had made mention that they was doing some 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 type of business in the future. You know, they was going to do some type of some type of business in regards to public pl- platforms and things of that nature. I can't remember the brother's name. Right now offhand But If I do remember it I'll just mention it But He He made some great points And one of the points He was making Was that Black people You know Prior Prior To I believe he said 19 1965 Prior to this Black people Black man and woman Was the most married Out of any ethnic group Black men and women So I find it odd That now The day and age That we living in It just seems like Black man Black woman Can't get it together It seems like We all have our We got these gripes With one another That we can't Smooth out Smooth these things out And move forward As a unit To form union And uh, you see You see like If you look in the media If you look at the TV shows Sitcoms they They promote now, don't get me wrong. Please do not get me wrong. 
love who you love you know love who you love you know what i'm saying everybody have they they personal preferences or whatever the case may be i'm not looking at nobody with disdain if they if they choose to date outside their race you know what i'm saying that's your prerogative and if, if that person makes you happy then I'm, I'm all for it you dig what i'm saying but at the end of the day me personally my my personal perspective is that you know i feel that no one can compliment me more than a black woman no one no other ethnic group and i'm not saying that i'm shutting out oh if you this race or you that race or whatever kids be i wouldn't give you the time of the day but it's just for me personally no one can relate to me no one can understand me as a black man the way a black woman can you know what i'm saying and and i really believe in black love i believe in black love but at the end of the day i mean love who you love you know what i'm saying if a person you fall in love with a person you just fall in love with a person you can't you can't help that pretty much but for me you know i i, I make a, a a real strong effort you know to uphold and uplift black love because i think is needed i think we as a people we've been ostracized we've been disenfranchised we've been we've been we've been We've been persecuted. I mean, so many things have happened to us. I believe that us as a people, we are some form of broken. We are some form of broken, you know? And I think it's just the fact that we don't recognize that brokenness. We don't recognize what's broke so we can never address it. We can never address it. That's why you find us always going at each other. Always going back and forth, going back and forth, you know, and, and it really disturbs me when I see when I see certain of my brothers have this 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 attitude of, you know, I don't need a woman. When I see my brothers take the, the position like, oh, that's just a chick or whatever the case may be, or that's just a, you know, you know, giving no credence, no value to our women and the same thing vice versa for, for for black women for black women you know i hate the fact it makes me cringe when i see these videos and you see they showing videos of sisters gold digging oh their attitude change they see you got money or whatever the kids be their attitude change and all that and they painting a the picture like the only thing that black woman or black a black woman wants is financial security or just just money just money hungry oh i don't care about love and this is the furthest thing from the truth this is the furthest thing from the truth me as a black man that lived my my entire life loving black women i've never felt that of course i had some bad relationships but i've never felt that the woman that i was laying next to didn't love me or didn't want the best for me to some to some regard you know, that it was just uh, an initial or a base love that she had for me. A base love. You know, and they tried to paint the picture that the black woman is, is they just despise the black man. And when they in every chance they get, you, you notice that they'll put these different types of scenarios up. Oh, if you ain't got this amount of money, you're not worthy. 
If you ain't got this, you're not worthy. And I think we as black men and women need to get back together and uh, and iron some things out. We got to take accountability for our own mishaps with each other. And that's and that's just simply, you know what I'm saying, the simplest way to put it. We have to take accountability for our own actions, our own things that we perpetuate against each other. What is it? What is it? Do you notice? And I'm talking to my people right now. Do you notice that there's an, a conservative effort for to, to really separate or put a wedge in between black love? To put a wedge in it. Black love. Why a black man can't just honor his woman? Why a black woman can't just honor her man? Why she can't, why she just can't feel the need to say, oh, I love this man, blah, 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 and uh, I'm standing by him. Why is always got to be a competition? Why is always a competition put there, oh, she makes more money than him? So what? Or he got all this, he got this, and that. It's always something to put a wedge in between the construction of black love. And if you watch closely, you will see it also. You will see it. You see it in the sitcoms. You see it in the media. You see it all over the place. Black people, black people are, you know, considered to be ratchet. How do you think other people all over the world who see the media, who see the news, who see, you know, the world star and all that. And this is their only interaction. This is their only engagement with black people. So what type of opinions are they formulating in their minds about black people? You ever wonder why you see a foreigner or, you know what I'm saying, someone, an immigrant from another country come over here and they'll look at you strange or look at you with disdain? Why? They don't know nothing about you. They, they new to the country, whatever the case may be, you know, but they look at you with disdain. It, it came off the plane with them Why? Why? Why do they look at you with disdain? Because it's the media We have to be mindful of the image we project upon ourselves as people I'm going to say that again We have to be mindful of the image we project The image we project And I'm not saying all black people are selling weed, all black people are just smoking weed and all black people are just robbing people. And no, I'm not saying this, but this is the reason why you see this on the circuits. You see this on the, you see this on the, 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 uh, YouTube, you see it on in in the news, like every chance they get to exploit our behavior, they put it out there and it's different from other, for other people. It's different for other people. So we got enough against us already. We got enough against us already. Why do we have to compound that? Why do we have to compound that by being against each other? We got to get back. We got to get back to the love. We got to get back to the love. Prior to 1965, we were together. Prior. Don't you know, if you do the research behind the civil rights movement and how they convoluted a lot of different things, how a lot of individuals benefit from the civil rights, people benefits 
benefit from the civil rights that black people don't even benefit from. A lot of these, a lot of these individuals like Arabs, a lot of Arabs come over here. The Yemi um, from Yemen. They come over here, they get government assistance to open up these stores. They get government assistance to open up these stores. Where do you think that assistance coming from? It all trickles down from that civil rights bill. There's a whole lot of things in that civil rights bill that black people are not even privy to, let alone taking advantage of. So, you know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta be, you know, as a people, man, we have to be more conscious. We have to be more, more conscious, more understanding of each other. Notice, notice, you know, when you look at, when you look at the, uh, the feminist movement, another movement had nothing to do. Like, what is a black feminist? Had nothing to do, had nothing to do with, with the plight or the struggles of black people, but they made that, you know what I'm saying? The white man, he had a problem with his woman. When you look at history, we had no power. The black man had no power to, to, to alter the life or, or, or existence of the black woman when they both persecuted together. So what is it, you know what I'm saying? What is it about the feminist movement that appeal black women to join on the or oh, I'm a black feminist what is that what is that you see how you got tricked how you got duped how, how they took your took their issues and imaginarily you know what I'm saying went and intertwined it with yours you and your man on the plantation together what power he had, what power he had to keep you out of the, the, the work office or or keep you out of the workforce or keep you from going to school and things. And you were you were uneducated like he was uneducated. It was forbidden for you to read like it was forbidden for him to read against the law. Where do that coincide with white people, white people's problems White people's problems, the men, the men, how they treat their women, how did that spill over to the black man getting, oh, he's oppressing me too? We all being oppressed by the same individual. But you see how they convolute things to, to, to make to make you look like you crazy, to make you look like, oh, yeah, this is what I need to be doing. Every fight ain't your fight. Every fight ain't your fight. And whereas other people can afford casualties, <coughs> whereas other people can afford casualties in love and war, we're not afforded that same opportunity. You know, black love is dying by the second. We finding and inventing new ways to keep to keep to keep away from each other, inventing new ways to to. To just, you know what I mean? Just, just to disrespect each other. We got to get back on focus. We got to get back on focus. We got to get back on the ball. And realize and understand what's going on. Realize and understand what's going on. Every fight is not your fight. Do we need work? Of course we need work. Of course we need work. We need work as a people. Yes, we need work. 
But we can do that work together. We can do that work together. It seems like it just to me, it just seems like it's just a, 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 a huge effort to keep black man and black woman away from each other. Keep them away from each other. What's the threat? What's the threat? We have to be we have to be aware. We definitely have to be aware of what's going on. You know, so I was listening to that interview and that it, it really, you know what I'm saying, it rubbed me, it rubbed me in a peculiar way because I was like, you know what, damn man. It's like I can see, you know how you can see somebody trying to scam you or scam someone you know right in front of you, right in front of your eyes. Like, yeah, you trying to scam you. Like you can see with your own two eyes. And that's what I see. We need to we need to put away all these childish you know, hangups that we have for one another, all this crazy contempt that we have for one another. We need to put that shit on the shelf and we need to get back to loving each other. And I'm talking to the black man and the black woman. We need to get back to loving each other. Get back to loving each other. Find beauty, find honor in, in the skin that you're in. Let's find some form of beauty in what we do. Every the whole entire world, black people, black culture, black American culture. Talk about black American culture. It's the pulse. It's the pulse of the world. It dictates what's going on. Look at what's going on. All type of all the the the, the culture that black people brings the bring to this country. That's like potato salad with no seasoning. Potato salad, no mayonnaise, no mustard. Man, what's wrong with you? No relish. Like, what's what's going on? You know? We bring so much value. We bring so much meaning to this, to this society of ours. And we get so little for it. And on top of that, you try to stifle our creativity. Trying to stifle our, you know... To be, be to be able to to create with one another it's a beautiful thing they, they say that old saying when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing and thus it's true for a woman we need to get back to that we need to get back to making these balanced babies seeing mom and dad in the household stop allowing these these individuals who mean you no good mean you no good dictate how you're going to proceed with your with your better half stop it stop allowing these individuals to, to formulate opinions and you're taking their opinions as fact just because they say so finding ways to beef with your man for what you finding a way to beef with this sister for what every sister ain't a gold digger and every man ain't no dog. We need to clear that. We need to clear that out of our mindset. And we need to realize and understand that prior to this new age agenda that they have, black man, black woman loved each other. Look throughout history. Look throughout history. Who was the most married? Look at the statistics. 
Who's the most married? Now you got sisters who can't find no husband. Yeah, do things need to change? Do, do, do things need, do we need to sit down? We need to sit down and try to reason with one another. But get back on that common ground or find that common ground that we can exist on. You know, what we can exist on. It's crazy. It's time for us to really pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention, pay attention to what's really going on when you're watching your sitcoms. Really pay attention when you're watching the news. Really pay attention and see what type of an agenda they're trying to push. You can always see the agenda. If your mind is open, you can always see it. You can always see it. We need to get back to loving each other. We need to get back with sitting down and communicating with each other. She's more than her body. Fellas, I'm going to say that again. She's more than her body. And ladies, he's more than his money. He's more than his money. We need to get out of this childish, this childish concept that, oh, only thing she can do for me is, is look good on my arm. And the only thing he can do for me is pay my bills. It's killing us. It's killing us. We need, we need to start looking at each other and really having value, really seeing the value in each other. Really, really see the value in each other. Each other. And we need to start, we need to start vocalizing it. Man. Need to start vocalizing it. It's crazy. But we're going to take a break real quick and hear some words from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific embracing and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you, his listeners and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at InnerChildPress.com. And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are InnerChild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.InnerChildPress.com. Thank you. And now, two cents with written in pain. Action stars. Listen, I'm not trying to be petty and I'm not hating on nobody. I'm a person, I'm cinematic. I love movies. I grew up in an era where movies were good. We had action stars. We had action stars. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're clear on what that is. Because nowadays I could easily see how one could be confused. An action star is the star of a movie who can kick 
ass. But the reason why they were called action stars is because these guys looked like they could kick ass. See what I'm saying? Bruce Lee looked like he could kick ass. Chuck Norris looked like he could kick ass. Steven Seagal, Rob Van Dam looked like they could kick ass. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, they looked like they could do the sh they were doing. They had muscles. It just looked believable. When I see Arnold holding a shotgun with one hand, I said, it's Arnold. You guys don't have action stars. Okay, maybe you do. The Rock. But the action stars, long dead. Long dead. Now anybody can be an action star. Punk ass Matt Damon, kicking ass. Punk ass Keanu Reeves, kicking ass. Old ass Neam Leeson, talking about some, I'm highly trained, I'm going to find you and I will. You old. Anybody could be an action star. They just picking me up. Justin Timberlake even did action. And it's just a disgrace to the great action stars of the 80s. That's why I appreciate those expendable movies to show them how it was done. And let me be honest with you. And let me be honest with you about the precursor to all of this. And I hate to say it, because he is one of my favorite actors and it was one of my favorite movies. But you know who started all this? You know who started all this? The regular guy can beat everyone up and save the world. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis used to do Seagram's wine commercials and he played on a show called Moonlighting, which he didn't kick no one's ass in that. He did a movie called Die Hard. And the rest was history. After Die Hard, it became acceptable to let anybody do. Anybody could kick ass now. Just put them in six weeks of martial arts choreography. And next thing you know, they John Wick. It just listen, like I said, man, shout out to the action stars of my generation. And shout out to the people who can appreciate what a true action star is. And if Neam Neeson makes another damn taken, I'm going to pull up to the nursing home and take his ass out. <laughs> That's my two cents. <laughs> yeah, it's my brother written in pain. Two cents with written in pain. Like I say, you guys, that's going to be another recurring theme on the Tuesday show. On the Tuesday show The Tuesday show is usually when me I'm in the studio by myself And we vibing The Friday show is when I interview An artist Artist you may know, artist you may not know But after I'm finished interviewing them You would definitely know them Definitely trying to build a platform Definitely trying to create something For the poet Something for the poet you know, so I really urge you guys, please support, support, support. You know, if, if only way and only means you can support is by just downloading 
the uh the episode and this is what i want this was the announcement i had to make to you guys i'm asking all of the listeners that listen to the spoken soul session show from week to week i'm asking a huge favor i need you guys to go on the app you looking at or the the app you listening to the show on and would you please rate the show please rate the show i want the show to reach a bigger audience we can spread out and reach more people so please rate the show by rating the show this helped it, it helped do this so please please go rate the show if you haven't rated the show already but uh yeah this is a new season of spoken soul sessions new season of spoken soul sessions i got coming your way i got some more panel discussion interviews that we're gonna do you know i've got some good response behind the uh panel discussions and uh we're gonna we're gonna continue that we're gonna continue that we're gonna continue that theme because we got some some nice topics you know we got some nice topics in these panel discussions and i think it brings clarity it brings some type of understanding where we can find some type of common ground with one another, you know, talking things out, sitting down, talking things out and bringing up a lot of the issues that we may have with one another. But no one's ever speaking about it. So this is an attempt to do that. So look for more of those panel discussions. Look for the interviews that's coming your way. If you have an artist that you want me to interview, by all means, hit me up. At spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. That's spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. Soul is spelled S O L and not S O U L. But spoken soul sessions at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, send me their links or whatever. Or if you want me to interview somebody, you know, send me something about them where I can check their, their workout or whatever. And uh, I'll definitely make an attempt to reach out to them. And uh, get them on the show You know I love you guys man I really really appreciate you guys For rocking out with us For an entire year For an entire year Let's give a round of applause for that. Yes An entire A whole entire year You guys have Have opened up You know you've opened up And let me in you know on your on your device you're on your laptop and uh you've been hearing me out and uh i really appreciate you guys man i really appreciate all the love i get in the states and i appreciate all the love i get out the states man because it's really it's really mind-boggling man how many people internationally tune into the show on a regular basis and uh i appreciate you guys i really do appreciate you guys please keep listening to the show Please support the show by downloading it or share it. You know, uh, we got a TikTok. We got the Spoken Soul Sessions TikTok. Go up on the on TikTok and look up Spoken Soul Sessions, and we got some videos up there, little snippets of of upcoming interviews or past interviews that we've done. Uh, so check that out, man. You know, good good conversation starters, and uh, you know, check the page out, support the page. You know, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in from week to week. You know, the new season officially starts. Well, this this episode right here is really setting the season off. But the official first interview will be released on 
July 17th. So please, you guys, go look for that. You know, I told you we're going to be doing an interview with, with, with my brother, Eric Crow Draven. A phenomenal interview it was. I think you guys will find it very interesting and entertaining, especially if you live in the New York area and you know how much he has has impacted, you know, artists in New York. So y'all yeah, definitely go check that out on the, on the 17th and tune in from week to week. We do two shows a week. I release a show on Tuesdays and I release a show on Fridays. And uh, coming in the future, we're going to have more panel discussions. If you guys got any ideas for a panel discussion that you want us to tackle, just hit me up at SpokenSoulSessions at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, man. I'm very accessible. Hit me up. You're like, yo, Black, I need you to do this. And, you know, I'll, I'll make it happen. So I appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in. Tune in for the next seat for this season right here. Season four is going to be official. It's going to be dope. More dope artists, you know, more great topics, you know, and, and we're just going to do this, man. We one step at a time and we're just going to get better and better and better, you know. So as always in my in my classic fashion, let me leave. Let me leave you guys with some form of inspiration. Because without being inspired, how can you be motivated? I hope, I hope you're focused. I hope, I hope and pray that you know your worth. Know what you're worth and stop giving your essence, your treasures, your jewels away for free. We are a community. I love you. I love all of you guys. I don't have to meet you to know that I love you. We have this synergy. We have this alignment. We have kinship. And I love you guys. And I hope you love me too. Peace.